0: Hey everyone welcome to the I dare you podcast this podcast it is all about you and helping you reach the big goals that you have for your life and what next steps do you want to take to get there and I'm your host Darren Johnson welcome to episode 85 I'm so glad you're here if you're new to the show welcome hey I got a question for you are you burned out and if you're not right now good for you have you ever experienced burnout you know, some of the signs would include at work, you're just not feeling satisfied, you're a little cynical, you're irritable. Maybe you're just feeling stuck or you're underappreciated and reacting as opposed to pulling up and looking out what's over the horizon. We've all, at one point or another, have felt burned out. and We know the implications of, of this feeling is higher stress, which stress is that slow burn that can sneak up on us and cause some mental and some physical issues for all of us. It can impact our relationships and job satisfaction. And the solutions to burnout? Well, we come right back to this a lot in the I Dare You podcast, the foundations, the foundational elements of high performance, sleep, exercise, great nutrition, relationships, making sure we're spending our time on the right priorities. I know some of those things are easier said than done, but yet we have to keep coming back to it. We are in more control than we know when we are facing burnout. It's easy for all of us to play the victim and to blame someone else, when in reality, for a lot of what we're doing, we are 100% responsible for the direction of our life and the steps and the habits we can take to improve it. So that is the context. That is why Jonathan Malm caught my attention. Jonathan is a creative entrepreneur, and he's also an author living in San Antonio, Texas. His upcoming book called Don't Burn Out, Burn Bright it's all about helping business leaders and ministry leaders avoid burnout, but also develop a lifestyle of healthy, high-capacity leadership. So I invited Jonathan to come on the iDairy podcast, and let's talk further about burnout and how we can keep burning bright and thrive for the long term. So now with that as a context, let's not wait any longer. Jonathan Malm is here for episode 85. Let's meet him right now. Here, everyone, is Jonathan Malm. So Jonathan, what exactly is your career path? Are you an entrepreneur? I see you're a writer, you're doing a lot of consulting and projects. We were just first meeting at a cocktail party. who are you yeah
1: i I mean i i I usually whenever I'm talking to the people who cut my hair, I say I'm a writer because that's a much more <laughs> just easy to digest <laughs> to digest answer right. but yeah I, I if i'm if i'm if we want to get into the weeds, I usually tell people I'm a chronic entrepreneur because I just find ideas and I, I run with them. I, I come up with an idea and I and I see if it's going to make money. And if it does, then I keep doing it. And if it doesn't, then I stop doing it. But uh, it's always been the trajectory of my life, I think. I've seen my my dad do, even though he would not describe himself as an entrepreneur, I've seen him do entrepreneurial activities his whole life. My brother is his own different beast of entrepreneur. And yeah, right. it's, just, it's just what I've seen modeled in our life.
0: You know, I love talking to entrepreneurs because you have this unique combination of taking taking risks uh, and I don't mean that in a reckless way, but you have this no. gene, this this sense of of taking action and where does that come from for you? Did it come from your dad? Is that how you were you're raised or college or school? Where did that 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 thing come from for you?
1: No, if you if you want to talk about risk, my dad um felt called to be a missionary in Guatemala and guatemala at the time in the 90s was going through a decades-long civil war so he brought his young family and his wife to guatemala we sold everything we had we we drove down through mexico in a in a blue and gray suburban oh my gosh. and yeah so that, that was like the first thing i can remember is 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 going to guatemala and no, there were there were guerrilla warriors attacking power stations, and then the 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 Guatemalan government wasn't necessarily the good guys either. So it was a very interesting scenario and landscape to grow up in.
0: Were you aware at the time growing up that maybe this was a little bit dangerous, or did you think this is just kind of the way it is, and this is kind of cool?
1: It was it was probably mostly the way it is. I think there was one time that I you know woke up in the middle of the night scared, and I I think it was because they were kidnapping you know, little white children. And I, I was a little white child. So I was, That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I, I patted my feet through our concrete floors to my, to my parents' bedroom and told them my fears. But otherwise it was just, it was just my reality. It was, it was fun to see, you know, what we did and we would go to, you know, tiny villages out in the mountains and work in, work in orphanages, feeding centers, um, all sorts of different things. And it was just really cool to see. It was just cool to see that perspective. And then I came back, to the U.S. and got into sort of the opposite, which is like a mega church culture, which is very opposite of like, you mm-hmm. know, small churches and villages uh, with, you know, 20 people in a blown out sound system. And then you go to these churches that have rotating stages and just insane budgets. Uh, but it's been cool to see the, the the dichotomy, the juxtaposition, whatever you want to call it, the two, two extremes yeah. of those things.
0: And you seem to be lasered in right now on helping churches be their best. Why is that such a passion for you? Why are you putting all your energy in that and not in some other areas?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, it's it's definitely my faith, right? Like i I believe that the truth, the opportunity, the the, the hope in life is found within God and the Bible. So I mean that's that's the basis, right? Like churches are a great place for community. They're a great place for helping their communities. And I feel like churches have gotten, they've got, they've kind of lost some of the main point. A lot of churches have not, not all churches, but they've sort of lost the main point and they've forgotten the the key is, you know, community. That's like, we realized in COVID, right? Like every church had to go online because we were doing the social distancing stuff and, and the things people were missing the most, you know, I can, I can tune into a great church service on YouTube. Right. But the thing I was missing the most was community was being next to people, was hearing how they were going, giving them a hug. Uh, So I, you know, I love helping churches be effective, and effectiveness looks different for different churches. And I'd say the same thing with businesses, right? Like, you know, what you are called to do as a church or what you're called to do as a business, you should do that and, and 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 clear away sort of the the debris or the distractions that would maybe keep you from actually laser focusing on what that is. So that's what I do with my business whenever yeah. when the businesses that I run. But it's also hopefully what I help churches do through you know my writing through uh my projects and stuff like
0: that all right so Jonathan I'm I'm a Christian I'm not a pastor I'm not in ministry uh, I've served on a church council in my time in church a couple of them actually uh but I'm mainly uh, a leader within corporate America that's that's really mm-hmm. my my background what caught my eye about you and your new book coming out which we will we'll talk about is you're talking about burnout which I think yeah. is a huge issue for all leaders found that pastor burnout is, at an unprecedented rate, which I know is not a surprise to you, but this is for the listeners. Yeah. In 2022, 42% of all pastors had considered quitting. And oh, yeah. and for younger pastors under 45, that number was well over 46%. And so what's, what's happening with the last few years, what's been going on with pastors and ministry?
1: I mean, pastoring has always been a difficult job. And I, my dad was a pastor for, many years, so I got to see, see firsthand, um, you know, there, there's, the, there's the joke about pastor's kids always going off the rails and going crazy, right? It's because we see, yeah, we see sort of the dark side, if you will, of humanity, right? Like yeah. your, your dad is wanting to help people. Like his yeah. his his goal in life is to help people through marital struggles, through financial struggles, through all of these, all these life struggles that we go through. And, you know, you, you counsel them, you get them through it, and then Four months later, you make a decision they don't like, or you start playing songs they don't like at church, and they start attacking you. And it's just—it's kind of devastating, right? So, so ministry has always been difficult, right? And anyone getting in ministry—if you—if you get in with you know puppy dogs and roses as your as your th- thought about what ministry is going to be like—you're in for a rude, rude awakening. But then, especially COVID, was a really difficult situation because suddenly politics got involved in the mix oh, of it how do we do church this in community situation online where we've never been set up for that, especially in smaller churches where you don't have the equipment, you don't have the, and suddenly you're, you're expected to have this amazing production to keep people engaged. And if they're not engaged, then the giving dips down, which, you know, we don't want to say the church is all about money, but it does matter. That's your job. Like that's your livelihood. So man, it, it just becomes difficult. And I think that's what we're seeing is, you know, maybe they weathered The year or two of difficulty, but it it takes a toll on your soul. COVID largely accelerated a lot of the issues that we were experiencing. You you know, you talked about the idea of, you know, extending your reach, which is again, a powerful thing, but I think, you know, historically humanity, we've, I think that the numbers that the people that we can be connected to realistically, the number of people we can know, I think is 300 people. Right. But with social media, with the internet, suddenly we can be connected to 100,000 people at a time. And those 100,000 people can have a voice into our lives and opinions about what we're doing. And we weren't, I don't think, created to live under that type of connection. Community is meant to be small. It's meant to be very um, village-like where you know, there's, some, there's some accountability involved in there.
0: If I'm a leader, either in business or uh, in leading a church, how do I know? How do I know when I'm on the path toward burnout? What What have you seen?
1: You know, my my co-writer, the one Jason Young who helped me write this book, uh, he calls it, I'm no longer brilliant at the basics is a sign. You know, those things that like, man, I used to kill it at this in my job, in my leadership. I used to just feel amazing. You know, this was where I shined and I'm no longer brilliant at that. It, it, mm-hmm. it just feels like a chore to me now. Those things that used to be the, the best part about my job. Um, things like that can really show that you're, you know, if, you, if you're fighting with your spouse more, if you're fighting with your family, if you, if you feel like everything is an emergency, every situation you're dealing with is an emergency. Those all are signs that you may be heading toward burnout.
0: Mm-hmm. What drove you to write this particular book? You're an entrepreneur. Why this particular book at this time?
1: So really, we decided how can we, instead of just, you know, making another book for burnout, because there's plenty of great books about burnout, recovering from burnout, but how can we get people the furthest away from burnout that we can get? Because, you know, we understand you want to be a high-capacity leader. You want to be able to accomplish a lot. You're not looking for a cush job where you're playing golf every weekend. You know, maybe some leaders are looking for that, but we're wanting to accomplish something that lives well beyond us, right? Right. So how can you do that? How can you have high-capacity leadership, but also in a healthy way? where you're in it for the long haul. And mm-hmm. we've seen leaders do that. We've seen uh, pastors, we've seen CEOs who could do that. And we wanted to dive into the research of that and just make it applicable to people, to leaders in their capacities and their situations and help them do that. The problem with ministry is if you are 20 and you're working in a church of a hundred people, and then at 50, you're working in a church of a hundred people, you could be highly successful in ministry because the point is people right people are the are the are the the product if you will or the uh you know not they're not the customers actually the product right so right um it's it's really tough so exactly roi in our culture where you know hey if we're not growing 10 this year we are we're failing right if we are not you know branching out into new ministries or branching out into new products we're being unsuccessful so um yeah I mean I, I think it, it's 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 contrary to culture and it's a struggle for a lot of people to go through. Yeah.
0: the the Those listening to the podcast, the majority, not every, I'm generalizing, but they don't need to be pushed. They're mm-hmm. driven by something really important to them. And for all yeah. those who are listening that I think what Jonathan's laying out here is that one of the ways to avoid that burnout is to really get self-aware of what really connects with you, what drives you, what pulls you to get up in the morning and energizes you. Yeah, just be really hyper-aware of that and think through about as you continue to build things and grow, where are your strengths? And be aware of yeah. how that could impact your values and uh, how that might lead to burnout if you're not staying true to who you are. All right, now the name of your book is Don't Burn Out, Burn Bright. Uh, and it's, yes. it's all about you know, leadership and how to thrive one of the things that I know you're going to be in the book you, you're, you focus on is this, um, how, to, how to just take a break. Here's what leaders and what pastors and those leading ministry, they don't have time for it because if they step yeah. back, people need us. People need us to love and care for them. Or if you're a leader, you can't because you have a big meeting coming up. What's your view on why does a disconnect or retreat or sabbatical, why is this so critical?
1: we know it's critical right i think the problem is sometimes we take these breaks and we don't actually feel energized after after them so there's a there's a there's a very important distinction between something that causes you to rest or causes you to recharge and something that is maybe we we talk about it in the book called entanglements where it's it's you know you're, you're kind of zone out time your downtime and so you, you maybe it's golf or maybe it's football and it, it it's actually almost you know we don't want to use this word but it's maybe almost more of an addiction more of an escape than wow. actually something that's a rest and there are very good things that are in your, that are in your life that could actually be an entanglement that is a simulation of rest but that's not actually providing rest and it's important to know what is going to give you actual rest or what is something that's actually sort of an addiction and escape that's 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 maybe even exhausting you more after you've done it than whenever you, than whenever you, before you started it, Right. Yeah. Uh, So it's an important thing. And I think for a lot of people, you know, their phone is that entanglement where, you know, "Ah, I'm just enjoying, you know, I'm looking at memes on Instagram and it's, it's making me laugh. It's surely it's restful, but (laughs) then two hours go by and you don't feel any more rested. You actually go to bed late because you've just been, you know, zoned out of life. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I I think that's a a really key distinction is being self-aware enough to know that is this actually providing rest for me or is it an entanglement?
0: Okay, Jonathan, the foundations of success. Here are a few things that are top of mind for me and in the research. I want you to fill in the gaps for me. Uh, Great nutrition, getting enough sleep, getting exercise, having healthy relationships, and the, these are the foundations that if you're, if you're missing that any one of those things, you're out of balance as a leader. And we can all think of those times in life when we've been out of whack on those things. Spirituality, my goodness, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. So what is, what did your research and your experience taught you about how that relates to stress and burnout? Yeah.
1: I mean, that's usually the first thing to go, right? Is your family, whenever, and, and this is this has been the plague of our culture, right? Is, is people getting to the end of their life and realizing, man, I wish I would have spent t- more time with my family. I didn't need to go to that meeting. I didn't mm-hmm. need to add that extra branch to my company, right? That's, that's, that's definitely something we get to the end of our life and we regret, right? There's, there's those, that regret element, but there's also understanding that, you know, your, your family life can feed your business life and your business life can feed your family life. We like to segment things so much, you know. This is my family box. This is my business box. This is my church box. And there needs to be this wholeness that drives every single part of you. And and you know, to back to what you were saying, some of the things I feel like that maybe would fill in the gap for keys to healthy leadership is is also values, understanding your values. Not you know, no, I I don't lie, which is a value, right? But like you know, I I will not sacrifice my emotional energy for. This amount of money, you know, I'm, I'm not willing to make a million dollars a year. If it, if it makes me sacrifice my energy that I have to give to my son, right? That's a value mm-hmm. that I have. And so that also makes it easy for me to say no to things. Is this going to give me more energy to spend time with my son or less time spend with my toddler son? And the answer is no, I'm not going to do it. Right. So being driven by your values is a key element to a healthy leadership. And along with that comes boundaries same thing the relational boundaries which is good. ties in with relationships a little bit the idea that you know is this um is this interaction right now going to benefit what i'm trying to accomplish with my life is it going to you know there, there's obviously times whenever we give and it doesn't necessarily benefit us that's that's not what i'm saying but yeah. if, if it's constantly everyone is taking from you taking from you taking from you and you don't have a chance to implement your values because you're just at the whim of everyone in your life that's going to lead to burnout as well. So all of those things, all of those things tie together because whenever you don't have boundaries, you can't spend time with your family or you can't spend time on your health. Uh, And then that's going to lead to it. It just becomes a cycle that just goes further and further down. And then you find yourself where you don't want to be.
0: And one of the the things I wish I would have done when I was a younger leader was uh, to embrace um, renewal time more and just Mm -hmm. step away and, um, I, a couple of years ago, I went to one of my very first leadership retreats where I no phones. It was just a t- chance to connect with new people. And I wish you would have done that a long time ago. It was a chance and a, mm-hmm. it, I came back renewed and refreshed. So the, I think what gr- leaders do, you talked about these high capacity type leaders, when you can step back and renew and recharge, you come back and you are operating a completely different level. I didn't get that when I was younger. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, I mean,
1: I talk about this a lot in, in ministry and I do think it applies toward business, but the idea that we sacrifice a Sunday for the next 52 Sundays. So, you know, we, we, with ministry, with church, the problem is Sunday comes every week <laughs> and, and it's every week is this big one hour production that we put all of our energy toward and then we, we, we do it, we, we accomplish it. And then we start immediately planning the next week right and it's yes. relentless there's no break there's no sundays off it's just 52 of them relentlessly coming at you right and so consequently what can happen is is you sort of you create duct tape solutions for each sunday why this sunday just has to be perfect this then the next sunday just has to be perfect and you don't make the changes you need to make for the long term because you're just living sunday to sunday and that happens often in business as well where I'm working ministry, sorry, meeting to meeting or project to project. And there's value in sacrificing a project or sacrificing a meeting or sacrificing some some goal that you have in your leadership or in your business in order to set yourself up for success in the long term. And that is resting. You know, I, I sacrifice, you know, maybe I'm not going to close that sale this month, but I know that this rest, this recharging, this refreshing time that I'm going to, is going to set me up for greater success in the future. I mean, that's investing, right? That's investing one-on-one, right? We, I'm plunging money into this investment right now and it's scary because I don't know if it's gonna pay off but I believe it's gonna pay off and then I get to see those results long-term.
0: Wise words, wise words. And so for those who are listening in who are thinking about maybe taking that advice and looking for that time, stealing that time, uh, scheduling Mm -hmm. that time to rest, I'm giving you, I think we are giving you that little encouragement the work will still be there. The building will still be standing. You're going to come back a better leader because of doing that. So I would, I would ask you to try that. What's the best way to follow you you and stay in touch with all the cool projects you're up to?
1: Yeah. JonathanMalm.com or at JonathanMalm on Instagram is where I post a lot of silly little videos. We were talking about that before the, the podcast, uh, you're welcome to, to to join in. You'll probably lose a lot of respect for me because I get a bit ridiculous, but um, that's where you'll see all the stuff that I'm working on whenever I launch new projects.
0: Jonathan, at the end of each podcast, I ask my guests, what is your I Dare You challenge for all of us? So what would be the one thing that you would give us advice to try or to do to help us get a little bit closer to the life we want to live? What's What, what do you got for us?
1: Um, this is something I constantly tell entrepreneurs or people who want to start a business is 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 launch that minimum viable product and i know you know what minimum viable product is but for the listeners who don't is is that you know like a phone is a phone right an iphone is not a phone An iphone is totally all the all these other features and all these all the bells and whistles but figure out what the core product that you want to create is or the core thing that you want to do and just launch it quickly be quick to launch uh don't try to make it perfect don't try to add all the features you want to add iterate later but launch that product uh just start Start small, start bootstrapped, start minimum viable product, and just go for it. Uh, that's that's my approach to entrepreneurship, and it, it's it's worked out, and I think it can work out for you too.
0: It's great advice. I got a quick follow up. Why? What gets in our way of doing just that?
1: Uh, perfectionism, um, or just you know we have big big dreams, right? Maybe maybe some people feel like they've heard from God. They want to you know launch this project, and it's going to be you know they have this big vision ten years down the road and they're afraid to launch it because it's not that vision, right? Yeah. Uh, I tend to have small vision actually. And so I jump, oh, this is a fun idea. And usually it's a fun idea for me, right? <laughs> like, But start with the small vision and know that you can get there. But sometimes, you know, the, the timing is not right to get to that 10 years later part, you know, that, that thing that you see 10 years from now, the timing is not right. Or, you know, you, you just need to start with what you have, see if it hits with customers, see if it hits with people, and then iterate, iterate, grow, grow, grow. And you can get there, but do it slowly. um, But start with that minimum viable product. Otherwise, it'll often keep you from launching.
0: Yeah, great perspective. Everyone, the name of the book is Don't Burn Out, Burn Bright. Jonathan, you're going to be, this book is going to help pastors and ministry leaders. But I love how you also put it right into overall leadership. And um, this Mm -hmm. is a fascinating discussion. And we are going to be better leaders because of this podcast interview. So thanks for being here, sir. Thank you for having me. Okay, that was Jonathan Maugham. Really cool perspective on how we can avoid burnout and thrive for the long term. That's what it's all about. And if we drift at all, if we relax at all, some of the things can sneak up on us. And before we know it, we're in that season where we're feeling out of control. The way to get back into control, sleep, exercise, nutrition, relationships, prioritizing our time, and yes, perhaps a retreat. I know I'm so fixated on a retreat because I'm a big fan, and I started it way too late in my life. But I've been to a few retreats. The White House in St. Louis, has a, it's a Jesuit retreat center. Also, the Oaks in California, just outside of San Diego, has some incredible retreats. I'm also looking at going to a retreat in December of this year. I need it. I know I do. And I'm looking at my calendar, and I'm, I'm asking myself, and I'm, I'm saying, when do I have time to go on a retreat? And I'm taking my own advice. The very fact that that's what I keep telling myself is an indication that I need to go. So I'm not sure if any of that resonates with you. Oh, one other one. This is more if you just want to go off by yourself. Think about something within three hours of drive for yourself, a retreat center or a place that's really special to you, that when you go there, you just feel centered. For me, it's a place in Jackson, Wyoming. It's called Turpin Meadow Ranch. And you can go check it out on on Google, Turpin, T-U-R-P-I-N, Meadow Ranch. And it's a ranch, and it's got horses and mountains and cabins and and the best thing is sketchy cell coverage. In fact, on a good day, you get no cell coverage. So it's a chance for, you for, for me to go there and to just get re centered and refocused. It doesn't have to be for days, it could be a few hours. And that's enough for me to have a little mini retreat to get refocused for the week or the months ahead. So think about your retreat, what that might look like, and get in a rhythm of retreat for yourself. It's so not you listening to the episode. Who are you going to share this with? Could be a friend or family. Take that next step right now and share with them. This podcast is growing rapidly because you're doing that. Yes, you're listening, but you're also sharing. Don't wait. You're going to forget. Hit the button, share with someone important in your life. And now get ready for episode 86, where we're going to go into a three-part series on wellness. The first one, physical wellness, our special guest, she's got a great story. We're going to talk about what it means to be strong and how it feels to be strong. I can't wait for you to hear it. Episode 86 coming up next on I Dare You podcast. I'll see you then.